What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 182. We are here on Tuesday, May 12th, and uh, it's been a very busy couple news days yeah. here. We've had oh, it's been uh, mostly centering around sweet meter of death. <laughs> the total exposure of the what's being called Obamagate. Yeah, and the final pieces of this dead carcass have finally fallen away <laughs> which <I> mean, <laughs> you know we've known for a long time yeah. right we've oh, known yeah. this for a long time but yeah. now finally the media is being forced to half-heartedly report this yes. because of the developments yes obviously they take the opposite side of things here but let's talk first about the new letter from a former obama doj official points to who the real traitors are and you wrote about this, <laughs> yeah. and it's not Michael Flynn. No. <laughs> so go ahead. And... It's it's uh, William Barr because, you know, he, uh, there was political interference <laughs> in their, uh, you know, totally off-the-rails persecution of Michael Flynn. <laughs> Two, 2,000 yeah. former DOJ officials, yeah. which are is, is key yeah. word for the deep state, yeah. wrote about how, oh, I can't believe Barr is doing this. It oh, endangers yeah. the rule of law. No, actually, he's, he's exposing our anti-Trump antics. No, well, yeah, you know, the, it it exposes their rule of law, which yeah. has two sets of different standards for whether you're a liberal or you're a Republican. Yeah, um, and now it's very obvious that it's time to clean house. Yes, Ray's got to go. Ray has yeah. to go. Yeah, he is terrible, and he's been nothing but a disappointment. And interestingly enough, being floated around in the uh, ether of Twitter is if Ratcliffe gets confirmed yeah. for DNI, yeah. let's go ahead and make Grinnell yeah. the acting FBI yeah. director, right? Because or, make, or, shit, nominate Michael Flynn to head the FBI. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, you can't use that because he's out right now, right? You can't use that as the Vacancies Act. Yeah. But you could put in Grinnell, who was yeah. Senate-approved. Yep. So that would be very interesting. <laughs> and he, in, in a time where... You know, all these people are a lot of talk about exposing the deep state and getting justice for General Flynn and people like Carter Page and others. Yeah. Grinnell actually came in and acted, yeah. which is unique. Yeah. And he declassified all the transcripts, which forced Schiff to try. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, Schiff, he, was, Schiff was going to selectively. Yeah, he's going to do a piece He was going to selectively leak out yeah. whatever makes him look best. Yeah. Grinnell's like, nah, we're nah, putting everything sorry. out there. Right. Sorry, Adam. We also have. Grinnell now declassifying the list, the list that we've been trying to get for a long time, of former Obama officials, which is DOJ, NSA, intelligence, all those people that were involved in the unmasking scandal, which many of you are probably familiar with. But for those of you who aren't, if you, if you spy on an American citizen, it's supposed to be masked as in the the name is redacted, yeah. right? But the national security officials can request an unmasking, which is unusual, but was done many times by the Obama administration, particularly Susan Rice, which she's going to be real interesting to talk to when all this shit hits the fan. Yep. But now we're going to have the list, right? We're going to have the list of who did what, and they're freaking out. They're yeah. they're running like cockroaches for the yeah. shadows yeah. right now. Yeah. You notice they're all very quiet. Knives out. Under probably recommendation of their legal teams. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it comes down to – here's a quote from the Daily Beast, and if they're saying this, you know. Of the nine senior Trump administration officials, campaign staff, outside advisors, and longtime associates of the president's reached on Thursday – 
all said that they wanted Flynn to assume some public-facing role in service of the president, including potentially as an official Trump surrogate as Election Day inches closer. One even compared the ex-general who pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his contacts with Russians to one of history's greatest human rights icons. And, (laughs) you know, they slipped that in there, pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. You know, they leave out the entire context of that situation. Where he did it in protest. Well, he was forced. And he was forced. He was yeah. forced. The, the, I mean, the, the they were bankrupting pro, his yeah. family. Yeah, they're they were threatening him. his family. Yeah. And he had to do what he had to do. He's not the first, nor will no. he be the last person that's pushed into pleading guilty yeah. for lying to the FBI. Yeah. And also, you know, where are the people that were complaining when Obama pardoned that former, I think it was former lieutenant general or something, who lied in some leak case to the yeah. FBI, right? Yeah. So where where's the consistency here? And we also have now new documents showing that the former president was in on the yes. fl- on the Flynn takedown. Yes. And we knew about the meeting, right? Yeah. The January, January I think 5th. it's 5th, January, January 5th, 5th meeting in the yep. Oval Office, which included Obama, yep. Biden, yep. Susan Rice, yep. and who was the other one? Sa- Brennan? Sally Yates was there. Sally Yates. And was Brennan there? I don't know if Brennan was there or not. I think Clapper was there. Clapper might have been Clapper there. Clapper was yep. there. And basically, Obama gave his marching orders, which was to basically protect the FBI's counterintelligence probe and to, you know, do everything they could to protect this investigation, even going so far as to maybe prevent the incoming Trump administration from finding out about it. And it was done uh, – I mean, one of the methods was coordinated media leaks, mm-hmm. which began in earnest. Yep. So <laughs> – I mean, you know, it was well, done to inflict damage upon the Trump administration. I mean, that that that, that, course, that was the goal. That was the course. absolute goal of this, and it did, and it worked. And Obama tried to say, "Well, he knew nothing about it." Yeah, okay. Except for the fact that <laughs> yeah, this okay. meeting happened, yeah. and also text messages from yeah. Page and Stroke yep. say that the president wants to know everything. Yep. I mean, it's very clear. I mean, it's also – it falls within the executive. So it's just like – I mean the other narrative is it, let's say Obama didn't know anything. Well, mm-hmm. then his whole executive branch is running amok, which there's is not now, a good thing. There's now far more evidence that the Obama administration corruptly spied on yes. Trump and his associates than there ever was for Russian collusion. Exactly. And there was – the real election meddling was coming from the J. Edgar Hoover building. Oh, yeah. The crowd oh, yeah. So well, – you know, they're going to try to do it again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And we have to get these people out of here. I said it from the beginning. The biggest yeah. mistake that Trump made when he came in was not totally cleaning house. Yeah. There was too many Obama leftovers, yeah. too many career officials who were part of the D.C. swamp. Yeah. And it, it needs to it needs to be cleaned up. Yeah. And you wrote about this uh, last week in, mm-hmm. in your column. It's time for a massive yeah. purge. I mean, it has to be from top down. I mean, it, yeah, including Ray. Yeah, including I mean, Ray. I'm top, done with Ray. The top brasses has has just ha- they just have when to you go. when you have the the FBI director Chris Ray who says that basically there was nothing wrong yeah. that was done. Yeah, you need to wrong. fucking get rid you gotta of. Gotta go. Yeah, gotta leave. Exactly. Real quick here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the Dems are saying, "Oh, we have our stimulus bill, our yeah, fourth round stimulus yeah, bill, yeah, right? Yeah. Three trillion dollars." Except once you look what's in it, it's nothing but a laundry list of liberal fucking propaganda oh. and dreams. Do you have that voting rights shit yes. in there again? Oh, yeah. they're doing it again, yeah. again, again. Well, you know, every time I hear them say this, you know, they say, oh, well, we want to dream big. And, you know, there doesn't need to be a conversation, a bipartisan negotiation, right? We'll just put our bill out and pass it, even though it has no chance in the Senate or being signed by the president. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. they 
they and then they come out and say that the president's being partisan. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's fun. just truly yeah, that's, fucking that's, that's rich. <laughs> it's so hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. And of course they get we'll talk about in a few minutes about the disgusting media bias. But yeah. of course the media covers for them, lock stock and barrel. Yep. They carry the water yep. no matter what. Apparently, and you see it with the Flynn stuff. Yeah, you see it with the FBI is, stuff. It is absolutely irresponsible of us to point out that the FBI was totally running amok while we're ignoring COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who was ignoring COVID? Hum- yeah. your, your, your boy, your boy Humpty Dumpty. Uh, Oh, was yeah. going ballistic. Uh-huh. He blocked me, so I, I didn't say it. I he blocked you. He blocked nice. me. Yeah. That's a badge of honor. Brian Stelter brought, blocked me, honor. so I couldn't see it. So, but I saw it from um, I think the Washington Examiner clipped the the <laughs> his two minute meltdown. Over. Oh, about the racist yeah. thing. How, yeah, no, no, we'll no, talk no. about how that. How can you how can you talk about the Flynn investigation when there's so many people dying from COVID? I'm like, okay, you know what? No, Brian, I know. Brian. <laughs> and then he said it's like it's like a 9/11 every day. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh I'm so sick God. of these 9/11 and World War II comparisons. Yeah. Like it's not the same thing. And but to give credit where it's very intermittently due, the <laughs> New York Times reports that quote the FBI and DHS are preparing to issue a warning that China's most skilled hackers and spies are working to steal American research in the effort to develop vaccines and treatments for the coronavirus. Okay. Well, why would they need that? I thought that they I didn't know. have any cases. Yeah. You know, the new numbers, they and have I no thought, cases. I thought they had the uh, thing, you know, you know, whittled down to its genome. Yeah, under control, right? Yeah, right? And, uh, oh, you know, as President Trump says. So what else is new with China? What else is new? Tell me. I'm not happy with China. They should have stopped this at the source. They could have stopped it right at the source. So now you're telling me they're hacking. So I just say this, Steve, what else is new? They've been doing it forever. Yeah. China has been doing this yeah. forever. <laughs> and I, I, it's about time. Right. Do something I, I, I about hope it. that the president, and I think he sees this, but I hope that yeah. the president really does feel the national pulse here of people want revenge. Yeah. I mean, and people blame China. Yeah, they're to blame. Yeah. They're obviously to blame. We'll talk a little bit more about the deflection of that blame through their fucking, you know, media water carriers yeah. for the Communist Party. But first, let's talk about the deceptive editing of clips. Oh, right. We're back. For a long time, yeah. people have talked about in the liberal media have talked about Project Veritas, and they say, "Oh, well, the clips were deceptively edited, so yes. this doesn't count." Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. one, they weren't deceptively edited, yeah. but the real editors here are the ones who aired on Sunday on Chuck Todd, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd's show. <laughs> they they took bar comments. And then cut it to make it look like he was saying something that he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So what exactly did they do then? Basically, they, they were talking about you know the, the Department of Justice's motion to dismiss the criminal charges against Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. And they cut the clip off, the 60 Minutes interview. They, they cut the clip off when Barr said, well, the winners decide history. Mm-hmm. And when he was really saying it was a part of a larger statement with more context about – you know, he hopes that in the end this will be analyzed through the lens of the rule of law, hmm. mm-hmm. in, in essence. Mm-hmm. I don't have the exact transcript in front of me, but it's in my post. <laughs> well, they removed and the they whole— removed it. Yeah, they removed it. They removed the whole rule of law And part. then Chuck Todd proceeded to have an entire panel discussion on something that Barr really never said. Yep. So— Yep. 
And this is Chuck Todd. You know, listen, Chuck Todd has had his moments. Newsbusters, go go, go to Newsbusters and Media Research Center. They have a whole thing on Chuck Todd. But mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing egregious. He's not like an on-air partisan in the likes of like Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. for example. But Chuck, did anybody not watch the whole – obviously they watched the whole clip. If they didn't watch the whole clip, that's a whole other set of issues. <laughs> well, this, this perfectly, this perfectly exposes the way that the leftist media operates. Yeah. They have an idea – Yep. Of what was said, even yes. though it's not actually yes. what was said. And then they just make And it. then they make the story yeah. to the, the preconceived yeah. narrative. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. Every single time it's obvious yeah. that they're doing this. That's, and it's funny because this is, this is exactly what Trump said in 2015 when he we went down to Laredo, Texas to the border. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him about his comments from immigration. He's like, no, no, no. And this is what I'm talking about, misinterpretation with the press. You take one third of a sentence, <laughs> you take two thirds of another, you jumble it all together. Yep. And it's true. I mean, yeah. look at what they do with regurgitating uh, Chinese communist talking points, but also Russian talking yeah. points, right? Yeah. They CNN a few weeks ago wrote a story covering Russia's supposedly successful strategy with the coronavirus. Oh yeah, right? because there's no cases out of a country of 146 million. Yeah, because I the, saw that. Oh you my You know, God. the Kremlin's yeah. official statistics were obviously <laughs> fake, but clearly they don't have the reporters that can uh, do basic elementary math. Yeah. And then a week later, they published the story that was literally a repetition of Chinese propaganda. Yeah. Literally to the yeah. word. They just yeah. copy and pasted it right yeah. onto their site. Yeah. And we know that the data from China is bogus. We know that the data from Russia is bogus. How is that possible? Right? The story's headline was why does Russia, population 146 million, have fewer coronavirus cases than Luxembourg? Oh my god. They don't. They they yeah. fucking don't. <laughs> and it's just unbelievable yeah, they that they China. will take this propaganda <laughs> and repeat it as fact. Yeah. When they take such an opposition stance yeah. to our American no. president yeah. and any way they can to undermine him, yeah. they do it. And there's no vetting. It's, it's and, flat out and, un-American. And, and, and you know the the former CNN producer Steve Krakauer, you know, with this story, with with peddling Chinese propaganda, with the deceptive edits of of, of uh, at Meet the Press, it just show. And and folks, you know this. It just shows you how much Trump has broken the minds of liberal America. Mm-hmm. They have no instincts left. That's, and, and that's something that he he drew, really drove home. And, and it has to be. I mean, how? Yeah. That, that's the only reason why this could happen. Besides Orange Man Bad and liberal bias, the instincts are gone. <laughs> John is, Oliver did the same yeah. thing. They used the the same exact thing that Chuck Todd did. Oh my God, John Oliver! That last week Tonight yes. Show. Yes, yeah. Oh I mean, no God. one watches it. I yeah. don't watch it. I but don't watch there's it there's decent amount of people that watch. Obviously, yeah. they're all liberals. Yeah. No, no self respecting conservative yeah. will watch that trash. <laughs> but you even have you know revered institutions such as 60 Minutes doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the Department of State spokeswoman Morgan Ortegas, who's tremendous, by the yeah. way had to call out CBS News for having misled its 60 Minutes viewers after a segment claimed that Secretary of State Pompeo tried to, quote, resurrect a debunked theory that the Wuhan coronavirus was man-made in China. Oh, my God. But Pompeo said in that very thing that he agreed with intelligence reports that it was not man-made or genetically modified, which I personally disagree with. (laughs) But we'll get to, you know, we'll get to that point down the road here in a few weeks to a month because remember, remember, right, the lab theory was just a conspiracy theory until it was fact. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's how all these things go. Flynn being the victim of an FBI plot, that is tinfoil hat. Yeah, fact. the witch hunt and Obamagate was yeah. a conspiracy theory until it was fact. Yeah, which wasn't a conspiracy theory to us because we no, knew that this knew. was the case. But yeah, but hey, you know, so you have all of that, right? 
And and Pompeo was very clear, but you have these nasty reporters who go to the White House yeah. and act as Chinese propagandists. Yeah, pretty much. Well, shit, some of them have, <laughs> yes. have so, been exposed as Chinese propagandists. So yesterday, this lady, Wei Jia Zhang, I don't know how to yeah, pronounce she's from her CBS News. I don't give a shit, yeah. CBS, and she's Chinese-American. Yeah. So, was asked why he views the ability to test people for the coronavirus as a global competition, as people in America are still losing their lives every day. The president had a response, and he was not happy with the question, obviously. Yeah. But what happened after that is really the story. But let's listen to the clip first. You said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please. Sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you, I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty Please question. go ahead. Okay. Good. So, so she she then tries to play the Chinese card. This, this, why would this, you this ask is exactly what she wanted to do from the get go? No, I know, of yeah, course. Yeah, That's why she asked yeah, the question. Yeah. Why would you ask me about China? Well, I don't know, bitch, because yeah. you're in the Rose Garden <laughs> espousing Chinese propaganda, right? Where's the questions yeah. of this Chinese-American, yeah. you know, air quote, reporter who's yeah. literally, literally just a fucking liberal propagandist? Yeah. Why is she in the Rose Garden spouting Chinese propaganda to the U.S. president? Uh, you'll see. And it's not That's like, the question. It's not like I, – I, I know the, 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 the new pivot is that this was a racist redirect. Um, President Trump has been ha has been slapping down China for the pen, like <laughs> multiple pressers. So it's not well enough, you know. Just and then, enough. And then Caitlin Collins oh, yeah, she, was she called on to ask a question, <laughs> but then let this Chinese propagandist talk over her. Yeah. And then Trump says, "You know what? I'm done. Have a great day, guys. Thank you." Yeah. And left. <laughs> Good for him. He shouldn't play in their fucking childish sandbox because guess what? The American people see through the media. Now more than ever. Yeah. And the poll numbers indicate that. Yeah. And even progressives see that too. Well, you know, there's no there's in their no, own little small neighborhood slice of yeah, media bias yeah, regarding, yeah. you know, the media being biased against Bernie Sanders, which mm -hmm. they were. Mm -hmm. MSNBC was horribly horrible against Sanders, uh, to the point where the Sanders camp actually preferred to go on Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> because they gave him a fair shake. So yep, but and then it's there. Yeah, and then you know, predictably, after all this happened in the Rose Garden, yeah, literally CNN cuts back, and first thing they're talking about racial overtones uh, and sexism and how the president addressed this Asian American reporter. Well, don't ask a dumb fucking question, like you said. Yeah, let's listen to this clip. Let me get your thoughts on that exchange the president had with the CBS White House correspondent. Well, clearly the president was rattled, rattled enough to walk off because he didn't want to hear the questions from Caitlin Collins and Weijia Zhang. And uh, I think what we saw in that exchange with Weijia Zhang is something that has racial overtones. Uh, it is racist to look at an Asian-American White House correspondent and say, ask China. 
This isn't happening in a vacuum. This is part of a pattern of behavior from the president that goes back many years. So he's, he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt that someone might have if for the first time ever in their life, they made a comment like that to a reporter. But the president has been rattled by Weijia Zhang's questions in the past. He has treated her and other female reporters differently in the past. And he's also had this pattern of reacting to minority journalists in a very specific and different way, Wolf. For example, a few years ago, President Trump said to April Ryan, a black correspondent, uh, to follow up with the uh, Congressional Black Caucus because she, he kind of just assumed they were friends. And here today he's saying to a Chinese-born journalist, ask China. Now, of course, he says he was directing it. He would have have said the same thing to anyone. But the pattern suggests otherwise. The pattern suggests a racial reaction to certain individuals in the press corps. So, yeah, Humpty Dumpty says that Trump, because he tossed the question back to the person who was reporting it, the person who was asking this question in the first place, it's racist, right? (laughs) You cannot mention China to any Asian. That's the new standard. That's their new standard. Tired of that standard. (laughs) <laughs> it's just unbelievable. We know that fucking yeah. China is to blame, rightfully yeah. so, right? But And also, it is a fucking competition. It's a competition to reach the goddamn finish line for all this stuff. You, like, like no, but that's, that's the disconnect here, right? Yeah. Is that this is how Americans think, oh, right? This is how liberal yeah. Americans oh, think, yeah. but yeah. the Chinese have been in a competition with us for decades. Yes. Ever since they were led into the World Trade Organization, they've been competing, they've been trying to take us down, and we know it. Apparently, everybody knows it except for Joe Biden. Remember yeah, his well, his yeah. quote on yeah, that, right? Yeah. Just a few months ago, he said, oh, China's going to come eat our lunch. Please, come yeah, on, man. Yeah. yeah, total bullshit. He loves China, has made millions off of China. His family's been enriched by China, and there's a lot more to discuss there, which we will, yes. obviously, in the lead-up to the election. But Humpty Dumpty, to say <laughs> this, on the same day, on the same day that Andrew Cuomo called the virus – a, quote, European virus. What? Yeah, let's listen to that clip. When we started this, yes, we have more cases than anyone else. Yes, we had this European virus attack us and nobody expected it. But we're not only going to change our trajectory, we're going to change the trajectory more dramatically than any place else in the nation. So, yeah, well, that's, he, just not, that's just nonsensical. He, I mean, says, <laughs> he says multiple times, right, multiple times, he says the European virus. <laughs> what? So <laughs> I, I, I guess Europe's uh, – the, the continental boundaries have expanded all the way to the Pacific with <laughs> – Well, apparently, you know. <laughs> Wuhan but, is but not part of Europe. Re- what we should really be talking about is how New York's ineffective response yes. to this virus seeded the entire yes. country's infection. yes. That's been proven now. That's been proven fact. And also, you know, Bill de Blasio shares a lot of that blame. But let me tell you something. Andrew Cuomo's order to uh, for nursing homes to admit the elderly who are COVID positive, that's another um, yeah. story that's going to talk the more radar. about that because that's a big story. That fucking Grim Reaper policy. We're going to hit on that. But let's, let's, so now keeping it on this, yeah, you know, yeah. hate speech or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Yeah. San Antonio, now in Texas, has classified, quote, Chinese virus as hate speech. Ted Cruz is pissed off with that. And we're going to get to his response first. But here's what the mayor, San Antonio mayor, obviously a liberal, wrote to council members saying, quote, 
This coronavirus has held no regard for race, religion, creed, or political boundary. As such, our efforts must meet the indiscriminate nature of COVID-19 with empathy and compassion for all of our neighbors. I ask that you consider adopting the attached resolution, which declares that our COVID-19 response efforts will be free of hate and discrimination at the next council session. He added that terms such as Chinese virus and Kung Fu virus encourage hate crimes and attacks against the Asian community. Uh, As an Asian, what do you say to that? I say it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's, I knew that's I, what I mean, I, I mean, this is, I mean, there was the Hong Kong flu. There was the Asian flu. There was mm -hmm. an Asian flu pandemic in the 60s. I have yet to receive a brick to the face or a burning cross on my lawn. Yeah, yeah. For causing that out, for causing that outbreak, which was not. A, it is what it is. It's from China. Yeah. And all this does is actually makes it worse because now we can't talk about it in a certain way, which could lead to well, other also, discussions about preventative measures. They we also have to talk about this PC bullshit. First. They also try to deflect the fact that Asia is just a hotbed for these kind of viruses. It is like that's how it goes. They eat weird shit over there, guys. Someone someone wrote the other day. Or no, no, no. It was Bill Maher that said in yeah. his skit about this that the Chinese pump out pandemics like the Dominican Republic pumps out shortstops. It's true. And that's it's the true. best line ever. They eat weird stuff over there. And I know people are like, uh, do, do, no, no. Eating bats and uh, what's it? Pangolin? Yeah, pangolin. Under, yeah. Underneath the, those scales of the pangolin are bacteria that's just ready to pounce onto right. into humans. But let's not forget that, that – you know, they say that criticizing that is racist, but that was the Chinese's own cover story for the lab yeah. mishap. Yeah. Right? Because that was the cover yeah, story. They don't want to embarrass their, yeah. their version of the CDC letting this thing out, you know, run amok. So. And just to wrap this part up, Ted Cruz's <laughs> response to San Antonio said, quote, this is nuts. San Antonio City Council behaving like a lefty college faculty lounge triggered by Chick-fil-A and the words Wuhan virus. If they want to investigate someone, start with the New York Times and CNN, who both repeatedly and rightly referred to it as the Chinese coronavirus. Yeah. Now, that was at the beginning, yeah. before they had the and fancy has there, name. And has there really been an uptick in hate crimes? I know. That I, I, know. I, I saw a few stories in the New York Times and here and there for about maybe three or four days, and now they've vanished. So uh, yeah. I'm guessing that it's really not that big of a problem. It's the typical assholes who have been typical assholes to everybody since the, since, since the beginning of time. And frankly— Right. I think they're just cherry-picking and yeah, trying to drive exactly. a narrative. And I think so a lot of them—the last one I checked, it was— a bunch of blacks attacking a Chinese person. Yes. So you can't report about that because mm -hmm. they're not white. So I think there's a little, little nuance, yeah. but whatever. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk about the disgusting level of government tyranny going on here with all these restrictions on not reopening, yeah. all these absurd and arbitrary restrictions on what you can and cannot do. Like I've said in the past, I yeah. don't understand why you can't go to a local small business, but you can go stand in a Walmart or a grocery store with yeah. hundreds of other people. It just doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. There's no consistency in what's being decided as what can open and what can't open. In, in Florida, the beaches along Miami were closed, mm -hmm. but not on the Gulf side. Yeah, you can see where the county line so is. So, yeah. my, actually, my parents are still there. The, the The beaches at Naples were absolute were an absolute madhouse because people have cars. Obviously, mm -hmm. they went over to the other side, and now Naples was forced to close their beaches because right, of right. it because there weren't social distancing. You know, I know mm -hmm. you see the photos of people being responsible on the beaches. This wasn't the case here, folks. My dad said there are big tents with twenty people underneath them. Right. Well, the problem is that's you reach not, that's you not. reach a certain capacity where yeah. it no longer becomes possible to do yeah. what you're supposed to yeah. do. And that's part of the problem here is if they would all just open, yeah. you prevent overcrowding at certain beaches, right? Yeah. That's the, that, that would be the smart thing yeah. to do. And 
you have uh, the story of Shelley Luther, mm-hmm. who we talked about last week in Texas, yeah. where her hair, her hair salon was closed down. She got in trouble, went yeah. to court, and then was basically told to kneel before the altar of the government oh, by God. some liberal judge yeah. in Texas. Well, uh, that was overturned promptly by the state's governor, yeah. and the business reopened. The next day, Ted Cruz went to that Dallas salon and had his hair cut, which I thought was a great show of support for mm-hmm. the business community because the way that our business community is being treated right now— It's absolutely uncontrolled. Well, it's liberal socialist pipe dream, Yeah, right? It is. It's, they want people to become dependent on the government yeah. so that the government— Will become more and, powerful. Yeah, and, right? and you know me. You know, I, I supported. I, I do. I, I mean, I still support the lockdowns in terms of you know slowing the spread and flattening the curve and making sure our healthcare system isn't overrun. But this is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania threatening businesses, taking away their liquor licenses is ridiculous. Yep. I saw another story. Uh, Mother's Day. I, I think the police barged in on some Waffle House and arrested old people because yep. they were out. There has to. There is safety and security. Like, you know, social distancing, not going to baseball games or stuff like that. And then there's just this thing. It's getting out of hand. But, you know, I I, I admit, I admit, I knew this could be a possible fallout from this. You have example after example of these governors, these local leaders exerting their what they consider to be absolute power because it's power that they don't want to lose by letting people go back to their lives. And it's just totally out of hand now. And it doesn't. The, the thing is, if there was clear data that showed that that doing these kinds of extreme measures actually made a huge difference, mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, maybe. But compare it to places that have done less stringent lockdowns, and it's basically on par. Yeah. Right? There's no clear difference there. Now, I get places like New Jersey and New, New York. York City, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and, and, but that's another problem is you have localized issues because – here in Northern Virginia, the virus is still much worse than it is in the other, you know, ninety three percent of the Commonwealth like past, of Virginia. Like past Culpepper, there's like there's hardly any cases. So now you have the rest of the state opening on Friday, mm-hmm. the rest of the Commonwealth opening on Friday, yeah. but Northern Virginia is still in until May twenty eighth, yeah. or until the local officials decide to get their heads out of their asses. Yeah. But then you have the local officials, like the health commissioner here in Fairfax County. She has no fucking clue yeah, it's not what good. she's talking about. It's not I good. watched her yesterday, got a, got a softball question from a local Washington Post reporter and couldn't even answer. All right, well. I mean, I have no health qualifications, yeah. and I would be more qualified to have yeah. the position than this woman. Yeah. You know what it was? It was an affirmative action hire is oh, what it was. Yep. Yeah. There you go. That's typical Fairfax well, that's County. What happens. You always want to feel good about yeah. the people that you have in your county yeah, government. That's what happens. You know, but that's what happens when you base decisions based on what their race is. Exactly. Which in itself is racist, yeah. by the way. You based but, on the credentials and qualifications. And, yeah. You have um, Elon Musk who has become uh, somewhat of the Benjamin Martin of the uh, coronavirus <laughs> fight Benjamin here. Benjamin Martin. He is the patriot who's <laughs> calling for the country to reopen. Lord, he now, made me fast and accurate. Yeah. He he now says that Tesla, even though ordered to not open its plant, will reopen its electric car plant in California. They said he said that Tesla is restarting production today against Alameda County rules. I will be on the factory line with everybody else. If anyone is arrested, I ask that it only be me. And Musk explained that while California officials said Tesla could operate, and in the quote, unelected county official illegally overrode that decision. Ooh. 
So he's been calling for America to reopen and, of course, is taking nothing but heat from the left on that. And he he is right because there there's just no consistency, right? There's no reason that a Walmart, packed Walmart stays open, but a small business restaurant can't stay open yeah. for business, yeah. right? I get that maybe the dine-in doesn't open, right? But you have places that have even restricted places from doing takeout. Yeah. How can you as a government tell them that they can't operate their business and say, oh, well, there's no end date in sight? Yeah, and, and even even half capacity, the business is, is probably going to lose more money doing that than just takeout only. Right, right. Honestly, and, but, but you're, you see, you're increasing your overhead. You're but you see the power of American yeah. innovation where these yeah. businesses are starting you know, to develop online apps for ordering, yep. to develop ways yep. for you to easily pull up to the restaurant. Yep. They'll put the food in your trunk and you yep. move on. Hey, like, right up here at the art house, yeah. that's exactly what they do. They yeah. Basically, you, you, there, there's like a valet area, which is no longer in use because there's no one at the mall. You just pull through there. They give you your food. You drive off. Yeah. It's – Totally outrageous to me. And then you have places like New Jersey. Oh, God. Where the governor says, stay in your house or we're going to arrest you. Which, meanwhile, by the way, releasing violent criminals, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll arrest yeah. granny and grandpa that yeah. go to Waffle House, yeah. but they'll let the murderers they'll out let of the prison. Rapist, they'll let the child rapist out. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. But he says, stay inside. You can't go outside under threat of arrest. However, however, you must keep your business closed on the government orders – and oh, by the way, our unemployment system is still eight weeks lacking. So you have people that filed for unemployment in March that still have not gotten a dollar from the state because their system crashes. They don't have the proper staff and all of that. Uh, so how can you as a government a say that? It's a mess. But not, not make good on your promise. Yeah. Right? And they have no date in the state of when they could potentially even look at reopening. Yeah. Right? That's the endless black hole that people yeah. are having such a problem with. I get that if yeah. you say you want to extend it, right? Yeah. But you don't just say we're going to extend it and extend you gotta it. You got to give a reason. We're not going to give you a yeah. date. You got to give and, – and, and, and you know, let me – I mean it's no shock that the governors who are really taking this out for a ride are the governors who are uh, of, a, of a certain political party. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean this is unprecedented, folks, and we all know that it, – actually, it's not really not partisan issue because it's government is government. There are, the government is a whore for power. Um, when mm-hmm. something's unprecedented and there's uncharted waters, they're gonna they're gonna go for yeah. a long drive. I mean, a and, long and, drive. And so. a lot of these, you know, deaths that have occurred up there yeah. are in nursing homes and have been avoidable. Yeah. Because in New York, Cuomo had ordered that that nursing homes could not could not deny COVID patients access. Yes. I mean, that's a colossal screw up. Uh, similarly, yeah. the same thing was happening in New Jersey. And in New Jersey's nursing homes, 53% of more of the more than 9,000 people who have died in New Jersey as of Monday were in long-term care facilities as patients or staff. Yeah. I mean, we have to look at how these places are being run yeah. because they weren't exactly uh, vacation spots no, beforehand. No, no, and they right? weren't exactly meccas of cleanliness either. Right, so, I mean, right. It's no, it's no shocker that once something gets in there, it's a t- it's a total disaster and it yeah. tragic tragic results. So you have you know where those people are all locked inside in clusters. Yeah, the argument would actually be the opposite mm-hmm. and say actually let them you know let them go outside let yeah. them get some fresh air yeah. keep them as far apart as possible. Yep, that's part of the problem here. There's yeah. no consistency in any of these government policies. Yeah, just even on a local level. Yeah, here in Northern Virginia, it's the same thing. I just don't get why I. Can't go get a haircut, but I can go stand in a fucking crowded Walmart. Yeah. 
makes zero sense. So well, because the the Walmart, you know, that that's an essential business for food. I'm just I'm just assuming. Yeah, but getting a haircut right. can wait. Who who decides right? what's an right. essential business? Oh, for, yeah, for the yeah, woman yeah. that cuts my I'm hair, just, I'm just playing devil's for advocate. the woman that cuts my hair, that's her essential business. Yeah. Right. For the small business that makes some niche thing. Yeah. That that the governor decides the governor coon man blackface decides is non essential. That's essential to them. Yeah. That's essential to their livelihood. That's their whole life that they poured into this business. So the whole non-essential essential thing is a load of bullshit. Well, yeah. It's a, okay. it's a load of bullshit. Like picking, Who decides what's essential? Is that whoever, picking, whoever gave the most yeah. money to the governor's re-election yeah. campaign? It's like when, that's you know, basically it's like what when it is. GM and Ford failed. You know, it's picking winners and losers with the auto bailout. Yeah, well, it's, that's it's what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. And, when, it's you're, and same, when you're picking thing. the losers, you at least need to have an unemployment system that fucking yeah. works. Yeah. I mean, these people have bills to pay. They're going to yeah. default on their mortgages. You're going to – I mean, you're, and then you're going to kick them out? Yeah. It's just unbelievable. That's, that's what's happening to businesses now. Yeah. They can't pay the rent because they haven't been open because they're forced to close by the government. The government does nothing. Yeah. It's basically a total – The government probably – I mean the, the rents probably should be delayed. That's just my opinion too. Well, yeah. The government's but, still going to get their fucking money once everything opens Right, up. right, right. I'm just but saying. There's they, multiple, they, there can be there's multiple way, but they're not paying rent to the government. They're paying rent. Yeah. To someone who owns the building who has mortgage payments and financing payments to pay. Yeah. Right? So unless you're going to delay everything, you can't remain in a closed situation here. Yeah. And look at Georgia, right? Yeah. People were worried. Is Georgia going to be fucked when they reopen? Categorically, no. Yeah. They're it's, fine. Thank, Same thing and in Florida. Thank God. Thank God. Right. It's been fine. Right. It's, I'm, I'm happy that I've yeah. been proven wrong. Yeah. But – but in Georgia, much less population density than a place like the Northeast. Yes. So yes. that's why the policies need to be a little bit different based on the local level, right? Yeah. State of New York. Upstate's fine. They shouldn't be on the same lockdown that the that's New York true. City suburbs are. Absolutely. So these, these – I've been to Oneonta. These, these people There's no are, way COVID's up there. Right, right. <laughs> these people are nothing but power hungry and it's really yeah. getting old at this point. And they're going to use these kinds of, quote, emergency powers yeah. to suppress rights in the future. Yeah. It, I mean, it, that's really what it and, is. And, and nationally, you know, I mean, this – I know that – I mean, I wrote a, a column a couple weeks – like three weeks ago about the, my support of lockdowns. But now it's been three weeks after, later. You know, even in Virginia, we've plateaued. We still haven't gone down, but we've plateaued. And across the country. But the thing is – I mean even you in New can York, say, hospitalizations have stabilized. They the can say they flattened. want the curve to turn down, but the curve is going to turn back up when we reopen. It's just going to happen. That's a fact it is, of and, life. And that's what Fauci and, and Trump said. But that's that. But that's a, a, a case that we, that, that we need – because we need, we need to open back up. It's been three – it's been – it's it, – Yeah. It, this, I'm sorry. I, I, Listen, it, I've this had can't people, go on anymore. I've had people around me getting sick. My grandma has it. My One of oh, my shit, good friends – Yeah, one of my good friends died of yeah. it. But – you can't have 40, 50, 60 million people unemployed. Yeah. The amount of deaths that will come from that yes. and yes. forbidding elective hospital surgeries and cancer treatments and things like that yeah. will be way worse Ripple than the death toll. Yeah. Plus, not to mention, having everybody sit inside nonstop is not great for no, immune systems to begin it's with. Not. So we'll be susceptible to other viruses. It's not. It's been, so, it's been it's been three weeks. It's April is over. It, it's we're now in, almost approaching mid May. Most of the country sh it is on track to reopen. It's time to start reopening, and for the even the hotspot areas, time to start looking at 
at protocols to get things going quickly. Well, the reason for the initial lockdown was to avoid the entire healthcare system Italy being overwhelmed. Situation. Yeah, Italy situation. Like where you're having people die because you don't have beds or don't yeah. have ventilators, which is fine. I yeah. accepted that logic. But We've then accomplished that. We found out that didn't happen. Yeah. Half the hospitals that we built in a week, kudos to President Trump and the Army Corps of Engineers, yeah. weren't what? even used. Weren't needed, yeah. So... It just doesn't make sense at this point to have everybody yeah. locked inside. And even in it, Virginia, which has about maybe twenty five to 26,000 cases right now, less than 4,000 are, are right. hospitalized. Right. Virginia is actually in a very good position in terms of, of, of our health care system. So I, I get point, two more weeks, but whatever. My point is that you're, you're forcing people to stay inside with no freedom of choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Give people the choice. Yeah. If they want to go out – to the beach, if they want to go out to a restaurant, if they want to go out to anywhere they and give them their business, that should be their personal liberty as Americans, right? Mm-hmm. I, me personally, yeah, probably won't be. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. see a need to go into the office right now because yeah. I can I can work from home just fine. Yeah, but for millions of businesses, that's not the case. Places that fix cars, places that do all of these things that have had extreme downturns of business because everyone's being told to stay home. Or it's just unreasonable. Yeah, it's totally unreasonable. Give Americans the choice. If they if they know the risk, they know the risk, right? The virus is there. Nobody yeah. doesn't know about the virus at this yeah. point. If they choose to go out, they should have that freedom to do so under the risk that they may get sick, and and the vast majority of people recover. Yes. So, yes. People are going to die. Yes. But we cannot throw ourselves into a Great Depression that's worse yes. than 1929 yeah. because we're afraid of the and, virus. And Dr. Fauci testified before the Senate today, this morning. It was actually a great, you know, just a collective effort of, of the health experts that Trump has around him. We have eight candidates, eight vaccine candidates in the running right now. And Dr. Fauci is very, very confident that towards fall, late fall, early winter, we'll have a vaccine. Because because of that, because well, they because, the because the recovery rate is so high, it shows that the body can it has the a, a very strong ability to kick the virus. Yeah. Therefore, a, a vaccine will is likely to be successful in terms of stimulating the similar response. A few things. So though. a few things. So we don't know for sure that we're going to get a vaccine. It the virus could mutate. We could never oh, get a vaccine. Right. God. That's the problem with the moving goalposts. At yeah. first, it was, oh. Go home or you're going to kill your grandparents, yes. right? We need to make sure that the healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay. We'll take Decent, that logic, right? Rational goal. Yes. Then it became, no, you're going to stay home until there's a vaccine. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. Right. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. I mean, that was what, 12, not to 18 mention, months? Not to mention, oh vaccines God. are unpredictable, right? Yeah. We're in clinical trials, but we don't know that for sure it's going to work. And we also need to have widespread antibody testing. Yeah, that That's is, what I'm more that interested in. Yeah. Because if we find out that that 20, 30% have already had this, then that changes the entire mortality rate to very close to the flu. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if that's the case, then snap everything back yeah. and just do it. Yeah. Because... And then those people with the antibodies could have the, what's it called, the plasma therapy. Yes. That could be yes. another therapeutic. Give people so. the choice. People should have the choice to do what they want to. The governor, the the mayor, the local official, the fucking local health official, which is essentially akin to the dog catcher, yeah. shouldn't be deciding people's constitutional rights or people's rights to leave their house. That's I, not, that, wait, hold on. That's not even elected 
position. No, of course not. And that's these, that's these, that's the bitch. Elected. That's the yeah. bitch here in Fairfax yeah. who's deciding what we can and cannot so, do. Yeah. I was looking forward to Friday going to get a haircut, yeah. which can be done yeah. in a safe way. They're gonna all have to have appointments yeah. now anyway. You're not gonna have walk-in places no, no like you did before. No walk-ins, but which is fine. You, uh, uh, there's no reason that you can't be doing that. And that right there is multiple lives that you're changing because they can now have income again. These people make money based off of whose hair they cut. Yeah. Right? Any tips? Yeah. I've been going to my lady for 10 years. Give her a great tip every time. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine all of her customers. She's been losing out on so much money the past yeah. few months. I, I mean, think, she I can think, probably think, get unemployment. Yeah. But the other thing is this unemployment is getting people addicted to the government tit. Yeah. There's people that are saying now, well, I don't want to go back to work because I'm making get, more on did, unemployment. Did you see that Wall Street Journal article? Yeah. Now, yeah. states that are reopening, the, the business owners are try, are struggling to get their people back into the yeah. businesses. Because I think that there should be a new provision added that if you get offered to be brought back and you deny it, you shouldn't get the unemployment. Yeah. That's what should happen. Yeah. We can't have people being completely government dependent here. That's the whole point is to get yeah. them off of government dependence. Yeah. And it's supposed to serve as a buffer, like a net that's supposed to catch you and then yeah. bounce you back up, not ensnare you. We have promising data across the board now on deaths, new hospitalizations, yeah. uh, positive test rates, which yeah. are improving, which yeah. shows that our testing system is now capable of handling the volume that we need. Thank you, now, President Trump. Yeah. Now, it's not a, at the point where I think we're good. I think we need to continually yeah. keep improving that. We yeah. need to be able to do massive, massive amounts of yeah. tests. Uh, but in the first week of May, we're running on average 250,000 tests a day, which on yeah. a per capita basis, which is what the yeah. liberal media loves to talk about, yeah. blasts uh, South Korea, which is apparently the gold standard, yeah. out of the water. Yeah. So we're going to be able to do three million a week. We need well. We really need to be doing like three million a day. Yeah, is we're, what we're we getting, need to ramp there. up we're to. We're getting there. The antibody is more important though, because yeah. once you test positive for antibody, we don't need to circle back to you. Yeah. At least for a little while. Yeah. We don't know how long it lasts. Yeah. We don't know the level of immunity and all of that stuff. Yeah. But it gives a little hope that you're at least a little bit immune for a while, which can allow us to develop a herd immunity to this. Yeah. I mean, I think we get to herd immunity point well before the vaccine even gets here. I agree. Yeah. Because we're just gonna get those antibodies. If tests you look there, at right? the death rates outside. Of the New York, New Jersey area, oh, it drops like and a rock. exclude nursing homes. Yeah, it drops like a rock. Yes, I mean, it, I mean, it, so, it, it drops. I mean, even here, man. Look, did you look yeah. at the amount of COVID cases yeah, past Culpepper? Yeah, it's so, like it goes from thousands to like forty-seven. So there's a way to do this, and in the the time of willingly accepting government tyranny here needs to stop because yeah. there's no case for it at this point. There's no definitive case that doing the lockdown besides stopping an initial surge, which we don't really know would have actually happened if we didn't do this. But better be safe than sorry. Right, I mean, right. Should, At that you know. initial point, yes. Yeah. But not anymore. Yeah. No more. Yeah. And even California, which was a relatively big hotspot on the West Coast, is, is, is starting to stabilize and, and, and decline. So yep. Gov Governor Newsom needs to, uh, who Trump has said, he has mm -hmm. a great working relationship. He needs to start loosening the reins here. Well, yeah, and you also have, you also I mean, have in California and, yeah. where they're using this crisis to try to manipulate and manufacture election results on two fronts. Oh, gee, Now, yeah. Newsom says that he ordered vote by mail for the 2020 presidential election. <sighs> so it, it, order, it, it ordered that every California voter be sent a mail-in ballot. Regardless of whether the locations are open or not, but they have to be sent about, which opens up to massive fraud, yes. of course. We're not going to – oh my god. That means California won't be 
tallied and 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 certified until fucking 2023 right yeah exactly (laughs) then you have today in today's special election in california to replace the seat that katie hill left which shout out to red state for accomplishing that yes that's one of my proudest moments might i work but katie hill's gone and her thruple and that seat became open The seat was going to be vote-by-mail exclusively until they found out that the returned ballots were heavily weighted towards Republicans. So then what did they do? They they basically scattered like cockroaches and came up with this concocted fucking plan. The Los Angeles Democratic Party late Friday evening said that they're going to open up one polling location – Right? In person. Just in case. Just in case they can't return the mail-in ballots. They're going to open up one polling location. Where do you think that polling location was? I bet in the most democratic area imaginable. Yep. That's exactly it. In the most democratic yep. area imaginable. In the fucking hood. Oh, my with God. With D plus 75. Yeah. And that's what they're going to do. So we'll see. I, mean, I heard I heard that candidate, though. The Democrat. I heard – I heard the, I think Reagan said she's, she's – it's it's a god awful candidate. Yes, it's basically yeah. like the Republican is is yeah. great and like so. This, she's, yeah, Mike so Garcia. Hopefully he wins out yeah. there again. We won't know for we at least a know. week because of the yeah. way that they operate their voting. And things, out there. I mean, the, and the California's ballot harvesting provisions. I mean, yep. sh- it's shit is bound to get lost. Well, you know, Nancy wants to bring ballot harvesting to the whole U.S. I know, but yeah. President Trump tweeted on this election. Quote, so in California, the Democrats who fought like crazy to get all mail-in-only ballots and succeeded have just opened a voting booth in the most Democratic area in the state. They are trying to steal another election. It's all rigged out there. These votes must not count. Scam! Exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's right. Yes. He's right. Real quick here. Let's talk about China. China. There's a lot going on on the China front, right? So the White House delivered a, a huge financial blow to China yesterday when they sent a letter saying that the White House wants to divest all of the federal employees' retirement funds out of all Chinese equities, which is huge. I yeah. mean that's just an enormous development, and that's going to cost them billions and billions of dollars, which is great because we should try to destroy them any way we can. We have Joe Biden who now is – trying to strike a different tone on China. Somehow he's saying that President Trump is more in bed with China than he is. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just laughable, right? So let's take a look at some of his exact quotes here. Joe Biden in 2011, quote, A rising China is a positive, positive development, not only for China, but for America and the world. (laughs) Yeah, that was a positive development of fucking pandemic. (laughs) And then just a couple months ago, Again, like I talked about earlier, quote, we talk about China as our competitor. We should be helping China and benefiting ourselves by doing that. But the idea that China is going to eat our lunch, it's like I remember in the late 90s. Remember Japan was going to own us? Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean. In the 80s, everyone thought that Japan was going to like take us over. Yeah. And that's, remember, remember that through this whole election, who wants to suck China's dick? Because it's Joe Biden. Oh yeah, and if 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 he knows where to find, he's having some uh, mental mental issues. I mean, does Joe <laughs> Biden even remember that he's Joe Biden? Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> you know, apparently he's had like no contact with his campaign staff. Oh, I read that. You see that? Yep. Like yep. again, folks, is Joe Biden 
dead. Is he actually alive? Is he alive? I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to— He's gonna... running for president, and he's kind of given up. Either that or he's dead. I'm not going to buy into that for a while, but I do buy into the fact that Hillary Clinton is a reptilian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's for sure. That's probably true. So, <laughs> um, the WHO. More news on the WHO. Oh, my God. Might be worse— into bed with China in an incestuous relationship than we originally thought. Oh, worse than them buying the director general election in 2017? Well, here's what we found out. Yeah? President Xi Jinping of China personally asked Wuhan Dr. Tedros to delay publishing vital information about the Wuhan coronavirus. Specifically, he wanted the WHO to not tell the world that the coronavirus was undergoing person-to-person transmission. (laughs) <laughs> and this is German Germany's intelligence reporting this. Oh wow! Okay, so it's real. Yeah, I mean, so that's that for for me that right there is the smoking gun of yeah. intent in a malicious act yeah. and should be considered an act of yeah. war. Honestly, if there's ever been a time to go to war, medicine has it's this. Bad. Yeah, I know. It yeah. really is this that's bad. We went to war for some fake WMDs. Yeah. Well. Here no, we go. they were there. Yeah, okay. We just haven't found them yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saddam was pretty fucking good at hiding shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we basically dug up the whole country trying to find them. But, I mean, this this is really unbelievable stuff that we find this out now. Yeah. And we knew this to be the case. But, again, it's always a conspiracy theory yeah. until it's a fact, right? Yeah. Here we go. So that's that's malicious intent in my book. And I think yeah. there needs to be severe consequences. Well, then, yeah. yesterday, oh, they say – Oh, uh, I don't know about that trade one, uh, trade deal phase one that we signed. I think we need to reopen that and make the terms more favorable to China. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's what the fucking Chinese said yesterday. And, and Trump was asked that during the press conference. Yeah. And here's what he had to say. If I could follow up, sir, the South China Morning Post, the Beijing newspaper, says that China would like to reopen negotiations on the trade deal to make the terms more favorable to them. Is this something you'd be interested in doing? Uh, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. No, I'm not interested. We signed a deal. I had heard that, too. They'd like to reopen the trade talk to make it a, a better deal for them. Uh, China's been taking advantage of the United States for many, many years, for decades, because we had people at this position right here where I'm standing, sitting right in that office, the Oval Office, that allowed that to happen. No, I'm not interested in that. Let's uh, see if they live up to the deal that they signed. He goes, no, no, I don't think we're going to be doing that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's true. If they want to do that, let's slap the fucking tariffs from hell on them because we're going to try to bring back all our manufacturing anyway. I got no issue with – I used to be a much more free trader person yeah. until I realized that these can be used effectively essentially as weapons of economic war. They need to slap those tariffs on. Really, they should slap the tariffs on anyway yeah. regardless of, of phase one deal. Uh, ejection from the World Trade Organization. Yep. Well, look at their spies. There, 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 has, to a whole, they, there has to be a lot they of They just arrested some guy, some fucking Chinese professor down, I think it was in Arkansas or somewhere in the United States yesterday yeah. on wire fraud for defrauding NASA of grant money oh, while also acting as a Chinese spy. Look at that. Hey, well, listen, there's a Chinese spy driving around Dianne Feinstein for years, so. That's true. <laughs> it's interesting how that never gets talked about either, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so one other story here. 
regarding Obama scandals, right? Because remember, oh they God. tell you that his only scandal was wearing a tan suit. Yeah. We know that not to be the case. Nope. Obama's bloodiest scandal is now reemerging as Mexico demands an apology for Operation Fast and Furious. And if you want to know more about Fast and Furious, our good friend Katie Pavlich wrote a book about it. Yeah. Available on Amazon, Fast and Furious, Obama's Bloodiest Scandal. And it really breaks down exactly what happened. A lot of people don't know what happened, yeah. but it resulted in the death of one of our border agents, yeah. Brian Terry. And now the Mexican president, the new Mexican president, said that uh, they want a, an apology because this topic has resurfaced in recent days, even though the U.S. now is debating a historic U.S.-Mexico cooperation on security and corruption – but they still have the previous administration. Yeah. <laughs> and as Katie said, I was talking to Katie about this a uh, couple days ago. She said it shouldn't be Trump that has to apologize. Obama should have to apologize. This is Obama's team that did this and Eric Holder that covered it all up. Remember that? Mm -hmm. The contempt of Congress? Yeah. So uh, Obama sealed the documents mm -hmm, under executive mm -hmm. Talk privilege. about a cover-up. Classic. Uh, nothing was ever done about it. But again, we need to not forget these things because – the, the Obama administration was so scandal-laden. I mean, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. The IRS targeting, Solyndra. I mean, all of these scandals. And then they try to say that Trump is the corrupt one? Yeah. I mean, it's just so disingenuous. Took, took uh, phone records of AP reporters. Oh, we're spying on reporters. Spying, and then, on, spying and then, on our allies. And then they took, well, yeah, that was the other yeah. Spying on the Senate. Yep. You remember they talk about Trump that... You know, he's the one that's attacking the press. Yeah. He hasn't spied on members of the press and tapped their parents' yes. phones. And named a Fox News – a former Fox News reporter, James Rosen, as a co-conspirator yeah. in, in, in said espionage plot. I mean it, it's – it's <laughs> Totally ridiculous. Yeah. Let's end today on a happy note. We got the Biden gaffes of the day. All right. Where in a rare cable news appearance this morning with noted Clinton sycophant – George Stephanopoulos. I mean, I'm sure he asked some hard oh, questions. Oh, right? Joe Biden's body double was uh, was on an interview today. You mean his little bitch boy? Yeah. Um, his, his the hologram was working, I guess. Yeah. So he had a couple of uh, botched statements here. Oh, Jesus Christ. First, first, siding with the Chinese, pushing Communist Party propaganda by claiming that the U.S. has the most coronavirus cases in the world. Roll that clip. We're, we have more deaths, we have more of the virus than any nation in the world. What's the story here? I mean, come on. This, I mean, I, this is... I mean, it's just... I mean, guys, he's dead. The, yeah. He's dead. The body double doesn't know well, let's talking talk, points. Let's talk about the fact here, right? Yeah. The fact is the U.S. does not have the most coronavirus cases no, in the world. It's that's clearly China. That's, Their yes. numbers are fucking fake. Yes. And anybody that pushes that is pushing Chinese propaganda. Yes. They didn't, he knows that. They didn't, you know, wheel in several in human incinerators for nothing, folks. Well, not to mention that 500,000 cell phone accounts don't just disappear oh, in China. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's not yeah. normal. And, and that's what happened. And after China, we got to go to Iran, which, I'm, which I think their numbers are through the roof too. Agreed, agreed. And Russia. Yeah. Let's not, let's not forget about Russia. Then when he was asked about Michael Flynn, Joe Biden claimed, quote – I know nothing about those moves by the FBI to investigate Flynn. But then he was reminded that he was in a meeting, you know, January 5th, 
<laughs> I mean, the, right. So I was actually shocked that he got called out on this. But then he says, oh, wait, never mind. I was aware, but that's all I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, roll that clip. Oh. I do want to ask you about Michael Flynn, the former national security advisor to President Trump, and the move by the Justice Department last week to dismiss the case against him for lying to the FBI. The president said yesterday that that move is justified because President Obama targeted Flynn. He called it, quote, the biggest political crime in U.S. history. Your former Senate colleague, Charles Grassley, has added that Flynn was entrapped and asked on the Senate floor, what did Obama and Biden know? When did they know it? So what did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn? And was there anything improper done? I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn, number one. Number two, this is all about diversion. I do want to press that. You say you didn't know anything about it, but you were reported to be at a January 5th, 2017 meeting where you and the president were briefed on the FBI's plan to question Michael, Michael Flynn over those uh, conversations he had with the Russian ambassador Kislyak. No, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I was aware that there was that, there, that they asked for an investigation, but that's all I know about it, and I don't think anything else. Look, I what's mean, my name? Can yeah, you take me home? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my diapers? I need to take a poo poo. He's just unbelievable. And then, then last but not least, Tara Reid, the allegation of sexual assault against Joe Biden from Tara Reid. Biden basically says that she's a liar. Let's listen to that. On these allegations from Tara Reid, I know you've denied them, but you've also said that women should be believed. So what do you say to Americans who believe Tara Reid and won't vote for you because of it? Well, that's their right. Look, here, look, I think women should be believed. They should have an opportunity to have their case and state it just forthrightly what their case is. Then it's the responsibility of responsible journalists like you and everyone else to go out and investigate those. The end of the day, the truth is the truth. That's what should prevail. And the truth is this never happened. This never happened. I assure you, that's the truth. So, I mean, so women in general yeah, should be believed, yeah. but not this lying-ass bitch that's yeah, accusing know, me is I essentially know. what he said. Well, it goes back to there, there was a, uh, a truly appalling New York Times op-ed where the author said basically weakening future sexual assault survivors is worth it if it means Trump being defeated in November and ignoring terror. I mean yeah. that is – that is – talk about like – we, like we said about minds being broken by Trump. <laughs> That takes, yeah. that takes the cake. Yeah. Fuck future rape survivors if it means orange man bad is gone. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what they're doing. And they, yeah. they want to – I mean they're going to try to keep Biden locked in the basement. They're going to try to keep him off cable television. Yeah. They're going to try to do as little interviews as possible. And when they are interviews, they're going to be with friendly allies. Yeah. They're going to – I don't think he'll debate Trump. If he is the nominee by the fall, I don't think they'll well, debate him. Well, the cellular composition of the of the of the sleeve of the human sleeve <laughs> here will fall apart because Biden is dead. <laughs> well, well, they're they're already planting the seed. I know they're already planting the seed, oh, saying, yeah. "Well, him debating with Trump would just be normalizing what Trump's behavior is." So I don't think we can do that. That's what they're doing, and that's what they're going to do, and they're going to try to have it be the most secretive. An uncontested yeah. presidential election in well, history. They're going to try to yeah. get him through to November, and then they're going to try to rig yeah. the election. All right. You know, just hypothetical. I'll play ball on this. If we have no debates, that's fine. But they have to drop the tax returns. 
Well, Trump doesn't yeah, want to drop his. I know, I know, understand, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Democrats have to stop pursuing with the lawsuits with the fucking tax. Oh, returns. you mean they need yeah. to drop the case? Because remember, yeah. you when you run for president, you have to release your tax returns. Just how you have to have a debate when you have a presidential election. Frankly, in my well, book. did you notice that they don't like to talk about the Hunter Biden financials? Oh yeah. <laughs> about that. They, yeah. yeah, and I don't think that Biden has released his tax returns yet either. I don't so, think so, no. I mean, at the end of the day, we know that Biden is corrupt as shit as his, his whole family. So we need to keep fighting for President Trump and, yes. and make sure that he gets a second term. Yes. Because, as you said in your column today, we want to, what was it, float the boats on the liberal tiers coming out of D.C. into Trump's second inauguration? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, down with that. And – We'll get justice for Michael Flynn and for Carter Page on top of that. It with will. With Republican Congress, with hearings about and this fucking probe. So, yes, there yeah. are uh, there are rumors of potential in-person hearings. Ooh. But the bigger rumor that I'm hearing, and I actually just got off the phone with somebody, a little birdie, right before we recorded this, oh. that says that there is more news on the FISA and DOJ Obamagate scandal that we'll be dropping this week and could potentially even be bigger than everything that we've witnessed so far. Look at that. Vote justice, so, vote Republican, vote for justice, 2020, baby. That I mean, that that's really the yeah. best way to sum it up. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up today's show. Thanks a lot for listening yeah. in and spending your time with us. We appreciate you all very greatly. Super episode today. Yeah, it was a long yeah. one today. So, of course, uh, email us, triggered at townhall.com if you just want to chat. Follow us on Twitter at TriggeredTHM. You can send us direct messages there. And, of course, we love all of you that have given us your five-star ratings and reviews. We read all of them. And uh, we love you guys very much. Thanks for helping us combat the liberal trolls that invade the reviews every now and then when we get retweeted by somebody big on the conservative side. We'll be back here on Thursday for another episode of Triggered, hopefully with more news about how we are going to completely destroy the legacy of Barack Obama. See you then.